In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karen Kambule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Wet Anchor Podcast. This episode is titled Enduring Faith. I had to look at the definition of what does endurance mean. And the dictionary talks about the ability to endure an unpleasant or difficult process or situation without giving way, or the capacity of something to last or to withstand wear and tear. Now here we are talking about enduring faith. What is it that you would do as a child of God when you have done what the word of God says to a situation and it does not change? You have prayed, you have cast the thing out and it still remains. It has not changed. You have maybe fasted or planted a seed or called for the saints to carry you in prayer and you still don't have an answer. Some of the things that we pray for have been lingering around for years and you still are praying or some have already given up on them. There comes a point in life where all else has not worked and you see nothing left in the jar, nothing to pour out. It's like the story of the 10 virgins where the five were foolish and their lamps went out and there was no oil in there. Those five virgins could not get anything from their sisters. They had to go and buy from the merchants. The others could not share the oil that they had, lest all of them run out of oil. So, The oil that they had could not endure the wait for the Lord to come. They could not wait for their bridegroom to come. There was a little oil, but it ran out. So there was no endurance in the oil that they had. It could not hold it out until the wedding could start. Some church folks want to run the race with the oil of the pastor or the prophet or the oil of the intercessors, and are not prepared to get their own oil. So they don't enjoy in faith in their walk with God. Because when something comes, when Satan visits, they need to find someone to do something for them because their own oil is not sufficient or has totally run out. It is not that the foolish ones had no oil at all. They had some oil and it ran out. They were on fire for Jesus, but slowly but surely exhausted the oil that they had and they had nothing to refill with. They had the lamps, but no oil. They had a form of godliness, but no power. Whatever they had could not endure till the end. The Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What happens when you've run out of faith? How long will you be able to hold out in faith against the onslaught of the enemy? How long will you be able to hold on with all the pain, the disappointments, with all the fear, with all the attacks of the enemy? How long is your faith going to endure? Because the time is not necessarily the size of the faith, but it is how long are you able to hold it out? As children of God, we expect God to answer us like yesterday. And if the answer waits for a little while, then you stop believing. Then you blame God. Then you stop going to church. Then you are no longer a Christian. And then you start attacking God even on social media. 
you find a lot of people that will say, what did God do for me? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. But what if that faith that you have, you say, I believe God. I believe he's going to help me with this. I believe this is my answer for this uh, issue that I'm facing. But then it's not coming forth. You have waited and waited and waited, but it is not coming through. The Bible tells us of a story of a boy and his father, the boy that had epilepsy. And it says um, in the book of um, Matthew chapter 17, verse 14 to 21, it says, And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour, praise Jesus. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. For assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, Move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. That is Matthew chapter 17 verse 14 to 21. Now the disciples had faith to cast out demons. They had believed Jesus when he said in the book of um, Luke chapter 9 verse 1 and the book of Luke chapter 10 verse 1. When Jesus Christ told them, I give you authority to go, preach the good news, heal the sick, cast out demons, cure diseases. He told them, I give you this authority. You have it. Go with it. Go and do the work that I was doing. They had done it before. They went and they cast out demons. Not just the 12, but even the 70. And when they were sent out, they came back very excited saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Praise God. We call these demons and we tell them to go and they go. We call these demons, we tell them that their time is up and they go. They are subject to us in your name. Praise the name of the living God. Yet they failed to cast out a demon in one boy. You see, the disciples were so disappointed that they had been embarrassed like that. It says there was a commotion in that place. So there was people around that place wondering, probably people wanted to see. They had probably heard about Jesus Christ and this group of men that go with Jesus, that are going out there healing the sick, the blind can see, the mute speak, the deaf hears, the crippled, they begin to walk, even the dead arise. Because of this Jesus, he's got power. We've never seen anything like this. People were exclaiming these things. They've never seen it before. However, here was just one boy and people were laughing at them probably. What were they thinking? What were they trying to do? What can they do without Jesus anyway? And he also said, without me, you can do nothing. Now here are the lessons that we can learn from this story. Your faith must endure. Your faith must endure, be a child of God. Your faith must endure. You see, demons are cunning and stubborn. Some will live at once when you tell them and some won't. They will linger on speaking profanities, swearing and fighting physically. If you are not even careful, they will actually beat you up. Not just because you are like the sons of Sceva, but because they, 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 they hold power, physical power, when they have entered a person. Those demons, they threw that boy down, convulsing him. 
So you must be able to stand and remain standing, not to be pushed back by the demon. You'll say, come out. You'll say, I'm not going. You say, come out. Says, where do you think I must go? You'll say, come out. They'll say, no, I have a right to be here. You'll say, come out. They'll say, no, we're not going. You can stand there for an hour. You can stand there for two hours. You can cast this thing for some time. And you'll see that this person is, is tormented, is attacked. They are not even themselves at that point. You'll continue casting up until the thing leaves that person. So your faith must endure. You must not have um, a short-lived kind of faith. You must not have the faith that Peter had, the faith that made him to get out of the boat and start walking on the water and then stop and then start drowning because his faith could not hold on. You remember that the Bible tells us in the book of Exodus that when Moses had to go to Egypt and tell Pharaoh to release the people of Israel out of Egypt, he went the first time, the second time, the third time with plagues following, fourth time, fifth, up until the tenth time when the plague that killed the firstborns of Egypt, of men and beasts, then Pharaoh released them. If it was me and you, you might think, no, I've tried this four times. It's not going to work. Let's just accept that we're going to remain slaves here in this place. But God told Moses, go back again. Tell Pharaoh to let my people go. So when you are casting a demon, you must have that kind of faith that will continuously remind you, go and tell that demon, let my people go. The demon can speak back and say, I'm not going. You say, the Lord says, let my people go. Just like Moses, when he was at the brink of the Red Sea, he had to hold up his staff the whole night. How many of us can be able to stand the whole night? Sometimes I look at the intercessors at church and I'm like, these people can stand for so long. I just want to sit down. 10 minutes, 30 minutes is enough. I must sit down. But Moses had to hold up that staff for the whole night as he saw um, God bringing the wind and blowing the waters to a heap on the other side. Can your faith endure? Can you stay the course? Can you fight till the end? That is the question. Secondly, when you have tried and it did not work, ask God why. As believers, we give up easily these days. We are very quick to say, no, it was the will of God. Yeah, no, it was time. No, God did not want um, us to have this thing. We are very quick to say the person has sin in them. That is why God is not answering. God knows why it has happened and why it has happened that way. Ask him. Ask him, what am I supposed to do? Don't ask him just to tell you um, that it is because of sin. And then what? If I come to repentance, let this thing change. If, if, if I pray, let this thing change. If I fast, let this thing change. We must not easily accept defeat on the things that God has already pronounced to himself. He has already spoken concerning sickness and disease. He has already spoken concerning uh, the attacks of the enemy. So the word of the Lord God, we need to hold on to that word continuously. Be steadfast. Hold on to that thing. You say sickness has been attacking me. I know a thing or two about sickness attacking a person's body. I've shared in, in the previous um, episode about the pain that I had on my neck. Your faith has to endure. It, it didn't take me a year or two. But today I can be able to point back and say, Jesus Christ did this for me. He healed me. Thirdly, the answer may not come immediately. You see, the Bible tells us that a boy was healed in that hour. It doesn't say a minute. 
It doesn't say second. It doesn't say anything except that it was an hour. With some people's healing, it is written that immediately the demon left him. Immediately this person was healed. Immediately their eyes were opened. But this one, it was in that hour. You see, the 10 men that had leprosy were cleansed as they were on their way. Not immediately. Not in front of Jesus. They had to walk and walk and walk. As they were walking to go and show themselves to the priest, they were cleansed. The ruler whose son was sick at home and was healed in that very hour. He had to go back home and receive a message on his way that a boy was healed in that very hour. Not in that very minute. Not at exactly the time that Jesus Christ spoke. It said in that very hour. Your faith must endure that hour, those days, that day, those months. Whatever it takes, child of God, praise the Lord. Your faith must endure that long. Your faith must endure until it is done. You must hold on to it until it is done. You see, when you go to varsity and register, it is a very difficult thing to study. You fail one test, you pass the next, you fail the next, you pass. But you endure because your, your, your eyes are focusing on you getting that degree. If you were to say, no, I've failed two times, then I'm giving up. You're not going to get that degree. The thing that holds us in our studies when we have registered and whether we are at campus or we're studying from home is the goal. You know that this is what I want to achieve. Yet when it comes to the things of God, we want to try it once or twice and it doesn't work and then we give up. Your faith must endure, child of God. Peter almost drowned because he had some faith, some little faith, not little by size, but by endurance. So he believed for a little while. Then his eyes shifted from Jesus to the storm and he started drowning. We cannot do these things, child of God. We cannot do the same things. We should not be drowning when we are faced with a storm and the Lord Jesus Christ says, come. He says, come because he knows you are able to walk on that water. He says, come because he knows that you are able to begin that ministry and you'll be successful in it. He says, come because he knows that you can be able to get up, take your bed mat and go home. He says, go and wash in the pool of Salaam because he knows that when you have finished washing, you'll be healed. Your faith must endure. The fourth thing, you need to have a full or overflowing cup. The psalmist got it right in Psalm 23. He anoints my head with oil. My cup overflows. Praise God. My cup is not half full. My cup is full and overflowing. Praise the Lord. You will need to have this drink and give it to others. You will need your cup to be filled with this oil. You need your cup not to run out. And when it does, get a refill. You see, the ten virgins all had oil and all had lamps. They were not sinners. They were believers like you and me. They were waiting for their bridegroom, their Lord. The five foolish ones did not have enough oil. Their lamps ran out of oil. They could not get more oil from the five wise virgins. And they needed the oil. You need the oil for yourself today as well. Go to the mansions and buy. Go and buy. There is a way of buying this oil today. One of the problems with us believers is that we want to continuously drink from other people's cups and not fill our own. Go to the merchants and buy your own oil. When Jesus Christ had come down from the Mount of Transfiguration, 
where this whole scripture um, or this verse of scripture starts at the top of, of, of that chapter yeah, or the beginning of that chapter. Um, Jesus Christ had come from that Mount of Transfiguration where he got a refill. Praise the Lord. You see, when Jesus Christ started his ministry, he needed the Holy Spirit. And when he was baptized, got out of the water and the Holy Spirit rested upon him and the heavens opened and the Father spoke. So you are a believer today and you think, no, it's okay, uh, I'm saved and that's it. No, you need the Holy Spirit. You need that oil. You need to be filled. Jesus Christ needed the Holy Spirit. When he went to the Mount of Transfiguration, the Lord was there. The Spirit was there. He was filled. He was filled. He was covered in glory. He got a refill there. He went to pray. He was transfigured and he got more oil, overflowing oil. When he came down from that mountain, he found that commotion. That epileptic boy was on the ground. The other nine disciples had tried to cast out the demons and they failed. Come out. No, we're not going. Come out. I'm not going. Come out. I refuse. Come out. I have a right to be here. They had not been to the prayer meeting. They were too busy in the town. They could not make it to church because they had other meetings to attend to. They could not attend intercession because they had under engagements. People are busy these days. They are very busy. When other people are going to the mountain to pray, when other people are going for intercession, you, child of God, are sitting at home thinking that you've got other important things. And then the devil will show up and he will embarrass you like the nine disciples were embarrassed in front of the people. Jesus knew very well the need to keep his connection with the Father at all times. He knew that he needed to be refilled. He would go out to secluded places to pray. He knew the source of his power. He was man on this earth. He needed the Holy Spirit. He needed the anointing. As he said, quoting the book of Isaiah, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me for he has anointed me to preach the good news. Praise the Lord. He needed that anointing for him to preach the good news, to set those that were in captive free, to bring liberty to the captives. Jesus Christ needed to be filled. How do you cope? How do you hope to face demons without having prayed before, without being filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, when you cast out demons by the Spirit of God, it's not exorcism, which is by chanting things that have no power. Casting out demons is the application of the power of God over evil spirits. The lesser power has to bow. Praise God. But what happens when the higher power is run out of oil? What happens when, when, when you are exhausted, you have nothing else? Then the demons will sit there and say, I'm not going. The apostle said in the book of Luke chapter 17 verse 5, increase our faith. They knew that they had faith. They also knew that their faith would not endure. Their faith won't last. They knew that. And they asked the Lord, increase our faith. You see, they were saying to the Lord, we want to stay the course. We want to slay giants. We want to move mountains. We want to cast out devils. We want to do miracles by the power of God. Increase our faith, Lord. We want to do these things. Jesus Christ never failed to cast out a single demon. Even in places where it is written, he could not do many miracles. He did some miracles, not many. It was because of their unbelief. Not because he could not cast anything out. He did cast, but because they did not believe, they would not bring their own people there. You can only utter those words when you commune with God through prayer. Lord, increase my faith. They asked Jesus, why could we not cast it out? Jesus Christ told them, these kinds do not come out 
except by prayer. As a believer, you must not easily accept defeat. In fact, never accept defeat at all times. Even on your 90-year-old grandparent, keep praying for their healing and chasing the enemy. We don't dispute that death does come. We don't dispute that their rest has to come at some point. But they must not go to rest by being pushed by the enemy through sickness and disease, through the attack of the devil. No, we must refuse these things. We must speak life. We must speak life continually without ceasing. We do give up easily because we do not pray. We get defeated easily because we do not pray. We pray for a little while, like the disciples when Jesus Christ was about to be arrested. He said, pray with me, and they slept. He prayed an hour. He comes back. You could not stay up with me, even just for an hour. They could not endure. And when they came and arrested Jesus, they all ran. They were not prayed up. They, they, they were not strong enough. They were not prayed up. At least Peter tried to walk closely up until they asked him questions and he decided to say, I do not know this man. You see, the law without the spirit can do nothing. The spirit gives life. It is written in the word of God, pray without ceasing. You see, when you come down from that mountain of prayer, from that prayer closet, child of God, from that prayer walk, the demon will immediately recognize that someone more powerful than it has come and they must give way. We are not meant to endure suffering children of God without a fight and a pushback. We are to remain faithful even during the attacks. Yet when we are attacked, we are to stand with a shield of faith. Hold it up against the enemy. Hold it until the enemy is defeated. When the Bible says that you must endure, it does not say you must just sit back and roll over and play dead and let the enemy go all over you. No, says the Bible, hold up your shield of faith. It is written in the word of God, not just the sword of the spirit, but also the shield of faith. Because it is with the shield of faith that we are able to stand against all the wiles of the devil. You see, your miracle may come in a second, perhaps a minute, maybe in that hour, or in a day, or even days, or even months, or even years. I've read of someone saying that they prayed for their relative to be saved. They prayed for years, decades. I think it was in the 19th year or so that this person got saved and died shortly thereafter. Can you imagine if this person had given up and said, no, it's been 10 years now, Lord, 15 years of me praying for this person. It means they are not going to be saved. But you see, when you have an enduring faith, you'll continuously go back to the thing. This kind does not come out except by prayer. That's your tune to go and pray. Note that prayer on its own is not casting out the enemy. Jesus Christ went to pray and then came back and cast out the demon. When he went to pray in the mountain, he got refreshed, he got refilled. After prayer, when your spirit is filled, power and anointing overflowing, cast the thing out. In Hebrews chapter 10 verse 36 it is written, For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Praise the Lord. After you have done the will of God, enduring, staying there, holding that shield of faith, you may receive the promise. It doesn't say that after you've done the will of God, then you may die and rest and be with your forefathers. No, it says you may receive the promise. Whatever God has promised you, after you've done that will of God, after you've endured, receive that promise. In James chapter 1, verse 2 to 6, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. 
but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Children of God, do like Elijah, when he prayed for the rain to come, he sent his servant the first time, the second time, the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, until the seventh time. Have faith that endures. Pray and keep on praying. Rise up in faith. Stand there. Stand on the word of God. I have prayed. I'm waiting now on God. Don't then give up on God. Don't start speaking things that are against the word of God. Your faith must endure. Don't drown like Peter. Don't give up on God. Don't start doing the wrong things like King Saul because you cannot endure the waiting on God. Wait on the Lord. He will renew your strength. He knows your trouble. You say, my child has been sick for so long. Stand there in faith. Keep praying. Keep casting out. Keep believing God. Keep speaking the word of God. The answer will come. You say, I have been praying for the job. It has not come through. Stand there. Remain standing, continue speaking the word of God, continue calling on the name of the Lord. Pray without ceasing, child of God. Your time for breakthrough will come. I've been waiting for so long. Wait some more. Wait till it comes. For our God is faithful. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I pray for each and every one that listens here to this episode of Word Anchor Podcast. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, increase our faith. Increase the faith of the one that is listening to me right now. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, Father God, that you fill us afresh with the Holy Spirit. Fill us afresh, O God, as you did to the disciples and the believers in the early church. That when they were gathered and were praying, the Spirit fell upon them again. And the place where they were in shook. Even today, Lord, we desire that you will shake the places where we are in. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That you'll begin to shake things around us. That you'll fill us with your spirit. That you'll fill us with anointing. That you'll release the grace upon us in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That we'll endure and stand and remain standing. Holding the shield of faith against the walls of the enemy. When the enemy attacks, we're raising up that shield. We're saying, not with us, it is written. We are healed by the stripes of Jesus. It is written. It is the Lord that will teach us how to make wealth. It is written that we will prosper, that we should prosper and be of good health even as our soul prospers. It is written, my God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I pray that you increase our faith. I pray that you give us strength to endure, to stand and to remain standing, believing you, Father, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace, go to Amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the Word of God your anchor.